Hello, everybody. Welcome to Podcasts and Players. And it's it's been too long. It really has. A whole whole month went by with no episodes. Uh, I was making music the whole time, but I'm back and stronger than ever. And this time I'm joined by an amazing D&D YouTuber who makes uh, animated content about how to rebalance 5th edition. Uh, there are a few pretty amazing videos that I have uh, greatly enjoyed. I am talking about none other than Bone Wizard. Hello, I'm Bone Wizard. Do you, can Hi. I call you? Can I call you Bone, or what do you what do you go by? <laughs> <laughs> Bone's fine. Bone works. Bone works. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I watched. Like I'm not not even really kidding. I watched your videos and I really like a lot of the ideas that you had for rebalancing, uh, especially like fighter subclasses. Uh, yeah, that was that was a really good video. I I wish I I'm so mad I released that after Tasha's because now it's all out of date. <laughs> after Tasha's or before you mean? Oh, excuse me. Before Tasha's, I released it before Tasha's and it's yeah. all out of date now. And it's like, ah. It was, I mean, not not entirely. I mean, first of all, like looking at Arcane Archer, that needed that needed so much. <laughs> it's such a cool idea and it just sucks. And, yeah. And principle and it's concept. Just, it's just like it's it, it made me so just frustrated to see that. And like, I really they're updating, you know, they updated Ranger which is great. And they made like these quality of life improvements in Tasha's and they'll never do that for the subclasses. Well, that's not a hundred percent true. Mm -hmm. They did do that for Bladesinger. If you recall, that is true, but they and also, you also had to buy a new damn book to yes. do it. But my, my problem was, okay, if you're willing to redo the Bladesinger, why aren't you willing to like, I don't know, make the sorcerer subclasses better, you know, since oh, you man. released like two amazing subclasses that give you 10 extra spells that sorcerers normally wouldn't get. Sorcerers have like 15 throughout their whole lives. And that's it. And I generally, know. you don't get to the point where you get 15. You you end the campaign with like seven spells. But with like these new subclasses, you can then have another 10. That's like almost doubling what you're able to get. I don't know. It just it felt like, OK, so you're going to show us how good these two can be and then just ignore your other children. You're just going to leave them. Your other children. You're just going to ignore. Leave your children starving on the street, begging for sorcery points. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Like I I mean, like that's where like the beauty of homebrew comes in. You know, I, I get why they don't update it because, you know, it's just another book and like erratas are annoying to put out. Sure. But it's annoying because you constantly have these people who are there's this rift between players. It's like, oh, story is more important or combat's more important. And this rift only widens when you make subclasses that are supposed to, quote unquote, fix the problem. And it creates this rift. So now you are. Pick, people are picking the newer subclasses because they're just that good and they want to be like powerful 
Whereas the people who don't want to be power gamers are picking the old stuff. That's like not that great. When in reality, it shouldn't be a question like what you pick shouldn't be a question of what's powerful. It should be a question of what is the most interesting I can bring to a story. And I don't think you should have to sacrifice mechanics to have a good story. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I think that uh, there's woefully few. Well, let me let me put it this way. Put it, this way. You know put it to me this way. I'll let me put it this way. D and D five e is really great in that it's simplified format compared to other games. Right, um, has enough mechanics, enough crunch to still be enjoyed by older players that like that kind of thing, but be open to new players who might be intimidated by all the uh, calculation and math that you got to do when playing it. The bounded accuracy was also a bold choice, but it also means that, like, you know, things are a bit more grounded in the sense of, like, uh, you know, a, a team of level fives can gang up on a level 20 wizard and probably kill that wizard. Like, it's not impossible. The wizard, if they get to cast their ninth level spell might be able to just one-shot them all. But if they win initiative, like, it's not impossible for them to do something to, like, stop that wizard. Because... Oh, yeah, anything's in, possible. You right. know, you just... Monk runs up to him, stuns him, or just, like, hear me out. Choke him out. Can't cast a spell if you can't talk, you stupid bookworm. <laughs> I mean, well, there are ways, but you're right. Most of, most of the time, that is true. And Not any good spells. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I mean is, like... So so people are still human even at level 20. They're powerful, but they're still very much or I should say they don't feel like gods. They feel like really powerful mortals. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas with uh, we'll just say like Pathfinder, it's not bounded accuracy. It is just straight like line numbers. Up. Yeah. So yep. like a, a level, we'll just say a level 15 would absolutely uh, they're like a god compared to level fives. Like level fives can't even hit a level 15 character, let alone uh, survive around with it. Like you, it really is this far and away huge difference um, in in scaling with these two systems. So with like fifth edition, what they tried to do, I think, is they tried to ground things down, basically reduce the amount of numbers that you need to be calculating so that things are sort of... Basically, you'll mentally remember shorthand calculations for things because proficiency only goes as high as six. Uh, you know, your ability scores only go as high as five. There's like only so high that a character can get without like crazy homebrew magic item type stuff. We right? we love we love simple math because you can I have known literal doctors People who got their PhD who sit down to play a game of D&D, &D, and as soon as I ask them, hey, what's seven plus five? They just – they crumple under the weight <laughs> of the enormity of that task. And it's just like – I so I'm for the 5e e simple math because Pathfinder, they're asking me to do like 35 plus like 17. Dude, that's two – that's four digits in total. Two Two-digit numbers is too much. It's far too much. And and the thing is, like, you might get like a twenty-five on a on a roll, a check or a hit or something, and think that's good. Is that good? Nailed is that it. good? Like, you don't that's know great. if that's good depending on what tier of play you're in at that 
in that game, you know. And then the DM says, miss. Right. At like level 15, that's not good. You should be hitting above 30. What's wrong with you? Like, (laughs) it just, it's, it doesn't feel, you know, it's hard to, like, you know, if you get above a 20 in D&D, no matter what level you're at, that's pretty dang good. That's pretty, no matter what you're rolling, that's a pretty good roll. That's a good one. I always, like, you know, I think it's important that, you know, high rolls should matter. Um, I mean, there, there's a whole conversation you should have about, like, AC and monsters just being kind of like, because I think the thing I like about Pathfinder is they raise AC and they, you know, like HP is like, yeah, whatever, because um, like some some creatures in 5e have like they're just they're just hits HP sponges and I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, so, as a, as a DM myself, one of the the issues that I'm running into is that uh, appropriately optimized characters, I'm not talking min-maxed, I'm not talking people that are just abusing whatever, just people who made their characters well, right, Um, end up having higher than the average AC and uh, damage output than a regular party might have, right? And mm-hmm. so, like right now, we got this little guy named Huxley uh, in our game who has a very high um, <laughs> constitution and I think like toughness, feet, just an HP sponge, basically a boss monster in the party. Like that's how much oh, HP go. this little dude has. Nice. And... Uh, has and it's an Echo Knight, which you know, Echo Knights are fucking good. They're very good. They're very strong. Right. So well like made. well made. A very well made subclass. And so one of the things I'm finding is that uh making anything that is a threat to this little guy is hard because if I make uh a monster a huge th- a big enough threat to actually threaten this character this monster could also one-shot a normal character in the party, someone who isn't built like Huxley. And I have to be like, oh, well, I don't want to necessarily, you know, accidentally, you know, throw my wrath to the wrong character. And I also don't want to be targeting one character specifically. There's a lot to, like, consider there. Um, and so one of the things I kind of admire about what you've been doing, rebalancing stuff, is making – by making – like less powerful, older, like subclasses, uh, just on par, really, uh, with the newer stuff, I can then be free to uh, up the statistics of my monsters without feeling like I'm making it unfair for like a particular player. Because now everybody can do a little bit more. Yeah, like it's all about, you know, just like making rebalancing subclasses and like character options and 5e is not just a player thing. It's a DM thing, too, just because like, oh, cool. Now, instead of like a young red dragon, I can throw an adult red dragon. That is not that's a bad example. But you get my point. That would no, be... no, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. And like I and like because you look at something called dragon sorcerer and it sounds like the coolest thing. And your mind races with like all the backstories you can do. Like I'm a kobold who was reborn as a dragon or like I have the blood of a dragon running through my veins or like my grandfather copulated a dragon, something like that. <laughs> and you could just go nuts with it. And then you get it. And it's like, Hey, you get some HP. <laughs> it's like, I don't give a shit. What the hell is this? 
And like, it's such an easy thing to make better. And it's just like, I just wish, um, you know, I like that's the whole reason I made this content. Like, someone should do something about this. Look around, no one's doing it. All right, well, I'll do it myself. Puts on Infinity Gauntlet. Um, right. I actually I yeah. pulled up uh, just now. I made a uh, uh, like an improvement to the Sorcerer subclasses myself uh-huh. because I was dissatisfied and all I wanted to do really was just give them the bonus spells that the other ones have. I don't even need them to be able to switch out the way that uh, the clockwork soul and the aberrant mind sorcerers can do it like yeah, just fine. Yeah. as long as they have bonus spells that you know a few a few of which are not normally on their spell list that are thematic to their bloodline or their mm-hmm. origin mm-hmm. that's it that's all it's all you need to really fix this here uh just give them that sort of um expanded repertoire and for draconic bloodline uh i think yeah, I got to update this because this was before Fizzbins came out. Uh, there are correct answers and there are wrong. There are correct answers and there are incorrect answers for what you say. Well, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you got, Shane? What I do mean, you say? So first, for live and for so all these first people. level, I, I was going to give <laughs> them detect magic. Uh, and then I wrote here gift of alacrity, which I would change. I wouldn't give them that. I'd give okay. them something different. Thir- uh, so third level, so second level spells. Dragon's Breath. Hey, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to say, that is, if you didn't give them Dragon's Breath, I was going right. to be like, you, fa- you failed the test. <laughs> and then there's, uh, and then I have on here Dark Vision, but again, I don't think I'd give them that. I think I'd give them something different. Um, fifth level, third level spells. Fear. That does make sense. Considering sense. the dragon's frightful presence and stuff. And then this one I thought was cool. Incite Greed. Dragons are all about their hordes. Incite Wait, Greed feels Incite really Greed good. Is third level? Incite Greed is third level? I think so, yeah. Oh. Gross. And, norm- and normally I, a okay. bard spell, so not on their list. That's, that's pretty good. All right, all right, all right. Uh, and then after that, I just, I don't like what I chose. I would change all that. But, hey, that's Doesn't still... want to say it on air because he's a coward. He gave them five castings of there's Magic okay missile. i don't know there is, <laughs> no, kidding, there kidding, is kidding. one that i do like that i uh maybe is a bad idea but it's uh circle of power do you know that one that's a paladin spell right yeah it, like, puts out it keeps away like demons and shit no it's just it's a 30 foot aura that uh dramatically buffs your allies giving them advantage against like all spell saves that they have to make and uh, resistance to all magical damage. Interesting. Or damage from spells, I think, specifically. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. It's very good. And, you know, typically a paladin only gets that at level 17, and they're the only ones that get that. Unless you're a bard and you get it at 10, but you have to really be gunning for it. Most bards won't take that at level 10. They'll take some other thing, right? Cowards. Absolute right. cowards. So this would be a sorcerer <laughs> who gets it at level 9, and I'm like... I just want to see this. I've never seen this in play. It's such a cool spell. I want to see this played more often. I can't tell you how often I make homebrew. And um, like I recently uh, I invited you to play uh, a one shot. Yeah. I was so excited. People were like, I'm like, I felt actually a little embarrassed because I, I, I homebrew a lot. Of, I homebrew a lot of bullshit. Am I allowed to swear on this program? You are absolutely allowed to swear. And we're past right, the cool. first minute. There's like an intro past- with some music anyway, so you're, you can swear. Just bleep me out. Just bleep me out after, <laughs> like, once we hit the 10 minute mark and then just like, then I'm fine. Let me flee. Editor, editor, bleep, bleep him out. Uh, I am the editor. editor? I'm not going to do that, actually. <laughs> 
Editor, please. Just, just, just give him, slide him this $5 bill I just handed you. Uh, I give myself $5. Right. I return okay. it to myself and say no. <laughs> Too much work. But, what the fuck are we talking about? All right, Dragon Sword. Yeah, no, I'm just so excited when people actually use my homebrew because I'm like, oh, yes, I can, they can play test it. I can know if it's dog shit or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me happy. Like, we're this doing this one shot with you and some others. And um, someone chose uh, Monster Slayer. And I didn't even touch Ranger because it really intimidates me and how to, like, fix mm-hmm. it. And then and then like, someone picked, like, Death Cleric, um, which was so cool. I think it's, like, the coolest thing. And, it, you know, it's kind of also dog shit. So, and, like, I realized, oh, some of this stuff's out of date. And I tried to update it. And we did something, like, cool. And it was, like, really fun. And it's it's really nice because... One player chose Death Cleric at random. He's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm this then. It kind of seemed sad, but it was like, he seemed like really excited. Like, oh, wow, this actually seems good now. So it's just kind of like this fulfilling thing to finally get them to like, oh, hey, here's your, here's your fantasy realized, friendo. You know? Yeah. But would you like to know what I chose for Dragon Bloodline, Draconic Bloodline? I would. For the spells. I would. So... I went in a different direction because um, so they're elemental themed, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes you don't really get spells. They're like sometimes there aren't that many cold spells. Sometimes there's not really many acid spells and poison spells. Boo, right. Mm-hmm. So maybe a level one, you know, how like uh, sorcerers get that thing where they can change the damage type on a spell. Mm-hmm. So why not? They can just do that at level one with any of the spells they get from their uh, from their spell list. You know what I mean? So like that way you can just constantly be putting at that damage type you want and not have to like compromise and pick like crappy spells like level one chromatic orb because you can pick a energy type and level chromatic orb and burning hands dragon's breath. Duh. Mm-hmm. Melf's acid arrow because that can just do constant damage. Like imagine doing constant fucking like ice damage to someone. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, level three spells, elemental weapon, and fireball. Because I mean, look, if you're gonna do an elemental class, you gotta give them like the stand all, the the end all be all of like AOE spells, right? Yeah. This is a damage boy. Elemental Bane, because fuck anyone who says, oh, oh, you're a demon of fire resistance. Not anymore, bitch. <laughs> Just take that away. Wall of Fire and Kona Cold, because Kona Cold, again, big OE. And I didn't really think of anything for the last one or level five, so I picked Creation. Because dragons are greedy, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, they can make their own gold. I might have, I might have, like, punted that last one, but... <laughs> Yeah, I think what I would probably do when I mm-hmm. touch this up again, um, I think I would do something like what they did with the genie warlock, where you have like, depending on the lineage you choose, you get spells like uh, that you can choose to uh, to know as a warlock. So like with that, there's only four that you know choices and then there's like a general genie list of spells that you're allowed to take um so with this i'd probably just try to uh go for the one for each damage type um yeah 
and and then like if oh, you're metallic God. or whatever it's fine if you want to be a gem that needs its own subclass like i don't know i gotta know how to balance that uh... draconic in my <laughs> in my mind is you are metallic or chromatic and if you want to do gem well you can you can come Listen, to me with some online thing you found that will balance that how's that gang sound? you heard it here first cool boy shane doesn't see race he only sees chromatic <laughs> and metallic <laughs> You can cut that out if that's bad. That's that. That's safe. That's fine. Uh, okay. I think that's that's pretty funny. That's a funny flip on that. Um, Honestly, like I don't see the gem dragon. I don't even know what they do. They're like all psionic and shit. And like, they, yeah, they're the neutral brethren, and they're generally okay. not. Uh, well, I don't. I don't remember quite if it's if it's they don't reside in the material realm, which is why they're not like found there they're found in like other planes or something like that but like um uh they're dragonborn so here's the thing about this right they were a thing in older editions but they were also yeah. an afterthought in those editions and then when they <laughs> did <laughs> right when they did 5e they were like so there's two kinds because that other race was an afterthought so after time went on and people kind of got you know used to and you know admittedly a little bit bored with just chromatic metallic they're like let's bring it back for this treasury of dragons but now it's like you just treated them like an afterthought a second time so they feel like they don't have a place again if you had just opened with them from the get-go or like or had it be a more early expansion you know like maybe not in the shane shane yeah you gotta understand Dragonborns started as an afterthought, like in fourth edition. They were always an afterthought, buddy. You know what their lore is? Their lore is, yeah, they just came from another dimension. What's their culture? I don't know. <laughs> it's like there's not there's not much from my understanding. I could be wrong. Please inundate Shane with a thousand <laughs> yes. angry. YouTube comments. I don't get that. enough angry YouTube comments. I was. Uh, I'll be the first. I was I'll hearing. Be the first. <laughs> I was hearing about uh, um, my friend uh, Fell the Lab, who does like video essays about certain uh, aspects of D anD D, and they get really like really philosophical and deep, or just like really like uh, meticulous, like about like the language. Like, is an owl bear? Uh, you know, valid candidate for the druid wild shape. Like, well, it is a monstrosity, but and then like here, like a whole list of sources where they say they're not actually sure if it is. <laughs> um, can I can I throw my hat in the ring on this on this topic, or do you want to move on? Well, I can, before I can. before you do, I just want to say he made mention of like uh, how he's always getting these really sort of butthurt, not his words, my words, but kind of butthurt <laughs> comments of just like misinterpreting or taking to the extreme what he's saying and just like really mean stuff. And I'm like, I kind of, it'd be funny if I got more of that. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, you know what? Once this, once this uh, interview podcast, this, this is over. I'm going to leave you a mean comment on a video. All right. All right please By the do. way, I've been watching the Peace Guild. It's very good. Oh, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, it's 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 good. I like it. It's Look, also, I, I'm just like, man, this must have taken forever. It, Funny thing, it did. You should go back to like one minute and thirteen seconds. I think it was for episode one. I think it's you say told by, um, told by a mis- like like a 
vengeful DM and a man with too much time on his hands. Would you walk back that statement now that you have too much time on your hands? Uh, yeah, I would. I would say that. Uh, also, I don't think I use the words vengeful DM, but I do remember. No, it wasn't that. I'm, and a guy with too much time on his hands. I remember that part. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it wasn't vengeful DM. I just like, it was something I, I mm-hmm. can't remember quite what it was. Yeah, I guess I was going to make, you know what? I was going to make it a, a, an update, like an announcement of sorts. I might, I might still do it. I don't think everyone's going to watch this specific episode of Podcasts and Players for an update on the Peace Guild. But uh, at some I point, think they should. They should only watch <laughs> updates. Yes, yes they of should. All, guys, I just want to point out this is an announcement. We were actually talking about this before the podcast. All future updates about the Peace Guild will be on interviews with me. Yeah. Just so you know. Just going forward. Yes. Sorry, go on. <laughs> nah, nah I, I, I've got, I've got like audio recorded for it and I'm working on some other stuff right now, but at some point I will release like a, a more detailed thing. But the, the, the consensus is people who like the series, who want to know if it's coming back, uh, here are my intentions. I am not intending to animate it anymore because of the Let's amount go. of time it takes. It's just too <laughs> long. However, I do have plans to make episode four and five as uh, a sort of slideshow audio drama because i have all of the recorded lines from the voice actors um i've got them all like all i need to do is put them together and then just set it up in a more slideshow type format that's doable and i can then get episodes four and five out in a timely manner that won't like destroy my life um that is my that is my intention. However, I do not have any timetable of when I'm going to do that. And I also uh, I'm not going to get into the reasons of why I might be stopping at uh, episode five here, but I will be talking about that more in the update. So if you want to know the, the nitty gritty, stay tuned for that when it comes out. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. So this is world exclusive for the Peace Guild. <laughs> Yeah, this we're con- this podcast is constantly bringing up to date news with we we are you know, kind of all world. we're all over the place here. I, I all I wanted to say uh, was <laughs> let's get back on track. Yeah, Please, like Shane, I mean, can to, we, can to we, which tangent? Can like there's five Shane, of them. Shane, can you please stop plugging your work on my interview? How dare you, sir? Uh, maybe. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. If you spare my character in the one shot, I might consider it. <laughs> I promise nothing. <laughs> I, no, I'm kidding. I hope it didn't come off like I was uh, butthurt in our in our group chat about that because I know because because you were like, how do you have a plan to have your character survive? <laughs> uh, after Demon Act was poking fun at how few hit points I have. For the record, everyone, uh, this is a level 10 uh, game, and my character, who is a paladin mostly, with only three levels of rogue, um, hey, 50 hit points. You know. He dumped Khan. I dumped, dumped Khan. Which, you know, is not a move most people would make, and I understand. It's a choice. It's a choice. Look, I want to point out out of all the choices made in D&D, this is one of them. This is all time one of them. This is definitely a choice. And uh, I'm, I'm going for something different, okay? I'm going for uh, most likely to die award. Can I win that, please? Um, I, I, man, you're in the front running. It's that or, it's that or cheeky. 
But, well, all I wanted to say, though, was like, uh, you guys were talking about like damage and balancing stuff so much. I was like, I was kind of gearing my my character for the non-combat scenarios more than the combat stuff. Like, he can do stuff in combat, but he's not... He might be a paladin, but he's not a tank. He's not going to try to be a tank. He's going to fight more like a rogue, if anything. It's just uh, having, you know, the paladin auras means he can justify hiding behind other characters. He's like, uh, protect me because I'll help you out. <laughs> we love paladin auras. We love them. We Sorry, love them. Um, anyway, let's, let, me, let me draw it back to you had a, an idea on the owlbear debate. I want to just get right. your take on that real quick, and then we can okay. go back to the tension before. Yeah, uh, Owlbear um, should be a beast, mainly because if you look at what the beasts that are released in 5e, um, that really should... The fact that it has a bear with an owl head should not really be a factor. There are flying monkeys that are beasts in 5e. There are... Let's see, what else? There are multi-armed baboons. There is a weasel with a scythe tail. These are all beasts, officially released content. Um, yeah, it, it, it's there's a two headed snake. It's but that exists in real life. <laughs> well, on both, it, I think it was like an Ouroboros, but uh, like it's it's yeah, it does. It, this does exist in real life. That is fair, but I'm just saying, like. I think that's a dumb line to draw in the sand. Just like, whatever, let it happen. I I think, like, listen, there's not enough beasts that are above CR2. So just that's let it happen, very man. true. Uh, for me personally, uh, if you take one animal and you mash it up with another animal and it doesn't have a really, really high intelligence, like it's not like walking and talking. Around, it's basically it's not awakened. Right. Then it's a beast. Just call it a beast. Well, you know, what if I told you that's even not true? Because what if I told you giant eagles have their own language? That's just a holdover from Lord of the Rings. And I don't I don't and know. Giant that. elk and giant no, vultures. No, no. In my <laughs> world, they are just big animals. They're not smarter than their tiny brethren. They're just bigger. I I wow. will restat them. If someone's like, I want to summon a giant <laughs> eagle with my fine greater steed and they'll be really smart. I'll be like, the only thing making them smart is your fucking magic. It's not they're not innately smart. OK, and I'm drawing you that line in the sand. You think you're better than me, eagle, just because you can fucking fly? You want to. OK, you want your giant eagle to speak its own language? Cast an awaken spell on it and then come back to me and I'll say, yeah, sure. It has its own language. It doesn't just get one because of fucking token. No, that's tokens idea. Yeah. That's not my idea. That's not happening in my world. Is that? Is that t- oh, tol- oh, Tolkien. Tolkien. Excuse me. Yeah. J- Jerry Randall Randall Token. Yeah, that's his name. It's not his name. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if it was. No wonder they abbreviated it to JRR. They couldn't. They're like, this. No one's going to buy this. They were cowards. They should have kept it. Jerry Randall Randall token. Uh, um, but uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. But that's I mean, whatever. It's it, to me. If I see that in a movie. Oh, my God. Homebrew. OK. End of story. Move on. It's cool. It's a D&D movie with fucking cool special effects. Good enough. I don't need Shane. to care about that stuff. You know, I think it's I think it's really messed up. You were 
actively going against the canon in 5e that we all know we all follow exactly to the T. Well, see, that's what <laughs> Fell's video was about, was that actually the canon doesn't even know where it is on that. Uh, that's so good. <laughs> you should all check it out. Check out Fell the Leb's video about owl bears. It is pretty good. You should also check out his channel. Anyway, moving... Workout, world exclusive. Yes. Uh, moving, <laughs> is it exclusive? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> moving back further in this tangent, we were talking about uh, homebrew. It's kind of going to be the basic topic of this episode, rebalancing stuff and uh-huh. Um, I want to ask what, because I usually open these podcasts up with more questions about the person who's on. Uh, I want to ask you, like, I guess your motivations for like starting your channel. I mean, like making homebrew, a lot of people do that, but like you made a channel to make this homebrew and like show it off to people. Like what, what influenced you to do that? Um, so I've always been I've always been interested in like making videos, even when I was like backyard my, with my friends. You know, that's how we all start. Right. And um, I, I was it was in the midst of 2020, that golden year that we all know, mm-hmm. love and cherish and wish never happened. Um, so I was kind of just and had a lot of free time in my hand. And, you know, I was into D&D and just watching stuff on YouTube. And I'm like, man. It's not a lot of good D&D content on YouTube, right? There was, I think, um, I was able to find Z-Bashu, Dingo Doodle, um, Puffin Forest, you know, all them. Mm-hmm. And I really liked their videos, but, like, I couldn't find any other stuff. Like, everything else was just people talking into a webcam and not cutting or editing at all. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Look, hey, I respect you if you do that, but. I will say you don't put a lot of effort into your work. So that's fire. I'll say it. Like, listen, you're going to just not cut at all, even when you flub. Like, I don't care. I will say if you you are going to just talk into a camera, you should at least edit down your videos. Don't leave the dead air. Don't leave the us and ums. Do fill up the Franco style quick cuts. Okay, because we don't have all day. Exactly. And it's like they're like half hour long videos but it's like about why a great sword is better than a mall. I'm like it's 2D6. That's it. Right. Why are we talking about this? Well, okay. I like should say shit. I should also say specifically for video essays and like comprehensive breakdowns of either lore or mechanics, definitely edit, please. Please do that. Please if edit. you're doing please skits edit. like XP to level 3, one he edits anyway, but like that's a different format and you're allowed to have more I, well, you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want, but like, I, it, hey, everybody, uh, we have been having a few technical difficulties, but I think we are back now. Um, I'm going to because of basically what happened was uh, your audacity crashed twice. We had started the second time since that was so short lived. Maybe we should start back where we were there again. Uh, so. You were about to talk some mad shit on Jacob from XP to level three, yes. and I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Yes. Please, <laughs> no. please don't be too harsh. He is a he is a cool dude. No, 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 no. I Jacob makes some great videos. Um, I really like the one where he <laughs> where he slyly introduced. He has a son or child. I don't know. I don't know if the daughter or son, whatever. But he's a child now, and he's slightly interested. I love that video, and I like all those videos. Um, 
But the point is, he puts effort into editing his videos, and they're very silly. And you have these people who don't edit their videos at all. Jacob edited his videos, and it took him three years to learn how to focus a camera. And I think that's incredible. And still, his content is miles better than anyone else's on, like, who's just not editing their videos. Was my point. (laughs) I mean, that's also that speaks to people who want to make content, but they're like, oh, I'm not good enough. Well, part of getting good at something is doing a thing. You kind of have to do it and then you're going to learn. You're going to see your mistakes and be like, oh, I, I wish I could edit that better. You know, don't wish. Just look up some tutorials online. Try doing it in those ways to edit better, to figure out to do it the way that you want to do it. Like that's where it starts. And eventually... With practice, it becomes second nature and you pick up new tricks and you, you know, it's like a rolling a snowball, right? It gets bigger and mm-hmm. bigger and bigger. That's mm-hmm. your repertoire of skills. You only get better as you practice. And I'm going to be honest, if you want to learn any program um, on the Internet, you know, there are plenty of tutorials on YouTube that you can learn from. Um, I'm pretty self-taught and that's pretty much how I got the job I want have now. So that's cool. Um, so, guys. like you know if you want to make cool stuff you don't sometimes you don't need to go to school necessarily go to school for it just see what you can learn on youtube first and then go from there yeah you can look up and you're going to look up a lot of free resources for like programs and things that you can get that aren't going to cost you an arm and a leg or maybe nothing Mm -hmm. at all if you're lucky that you can then start with and work your way up correct Um, i can't tell you how often there are just there's so many after effects tutorials of like that are being run by like straight up children and you're in college. And it's like, how are you so much smarter than me? I have graduated <laughs> high school and I don't even oh. think this kid can tie his shoes. Why? <laughs> I'm, I will say something I kick myself for is like not being more driven when I was younger because I had a lot of time. I killed so much time when I was younger, not making anything uh, content related maybe stuff for me like I, I toyed around with programs uh but like i never i never made content the way that i am today and i i sort of wish that i took it more like that idea more seriously and went with it because i could be a lot further along but the thing is for those who are maybe feeling the same way uh, you know maybe the best time to start was yesterday but the second best time to start is today mm-hmm. you're so just, never you know if gonna get better if you don't do anything there's no secret tip it's just practice 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 dude you gotta be shit you know just move forward you gotta be shit to be good man you gotta you gotta get there you gotta go through your shit phase if you want to get better at art i'm terrible at art and i'm surrounded i got introduced to this group of fucking youtube DD people and they're all fucking better than me like and and i'm like damn dude i gotta practice more and honestly i don't practice enough and I'm, i might i might do a little bit of drawing after this so i can get better i have to I have to draw a lot oh, for, yeah. for videos yeah, yeah. <laughs> true true i'm making a video right now and i've decided to just be very uh not uh Detailed with it because, uh, you, I mean, you saw the piece guild. It's extremely detailed compared to what else is on YouTube, even though my art isn't the best. But it's like very colored, very like, you it's know, shaded yeah. and all that stuff. Um, whereas like the thing I'm making today, I'm like, I don't got time for that. I'm just doing stick figures and whatever else is going to work. I'm not going to. Uh, and, and it allows me to get a video done <laughs> I, and, and continue my life. You know, I still love 
how like I people I mean, I, I, I was basically like asked, oh, hey, you want to like talk to some of the D&D animators? And I'm like, yes, I'm an animator. Sure. Or like there are real ass animators there and I'm just using fucking keyframes and After Effects. Which, okay, yeah, it's technically animation, but, like... That is, yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't... Yes, I am... It is, by definition, animation, but I don't think it's, like, traditional animation. You know what I mean? I wouldn't call myself an animator. I would call myself a dude who manipulates images in After Effects. A dude-a-mator? I'd call myself a dude-a-mator, yes. That's my (laughs) official title. I'll put on my resume, and I'm sure it'll get me lots of jobs. Uh... Anyway, you know, let's not we don't need to get too down on ourselves for the skills that we feel that we lack because I do that uh, enough already. <laughs> yeah, we do that enough already. And like having it out there is, is the first thing. I'm actually really glad to have met you and that you, you know, uh, were introduced to us uh, by the powers that be. The powers that be, yes. We actually yeah. just met on a street corner. It was really weird. They're all just hanging mm. out there, and they're like, hi. Yeah, I, and you're like, hey, aren't you the powers that be? And they're like, we are. It's like, wow, I'm Bone Wizard. <laughs> what a coincidence. We also make D&D. Really also, strange. Really strange. I also noticed a lot of our personas evolve as being skeletons. Like, for Halloween, I am always, like, a, a skeleton wizard. And then there's Zanianator, who is, like, a Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. And then there's your character, who's literally Bone Wizard. I can't describe to you how surprised i was when i got invited to a large mind you very large discord server of exclusively skeleton vtubers it's a real thing i'm not kidding whoa (laughs) it's and the thing is i'm not a vtuber i just i sometimes (laughs) like go on twitch and just you know do whatever i'm not like it's not like something I'm actively pursuing at the moment. Maybe later, though. But like, it's really there's a lot of there was I can't. OK, there was a Halloween thing like it was a skeleton skeleton tuber bonanza, whatever. There were 48 skeleton VTubers. 48. OK, are they all using like the same base model and then? Uh, no, you know. they're not. <laughs> I'm reacting visibly, but audible. I'm just like my eyes are <laughs> yeah. bugging out of my head. Like what? Yeah, let it sink in. There, yeah. Aegon TV. He's the big, big shot of that. Um, it's like a, it's a. I, I, I don't. I've seen some of the stuff. It's, it's, it's. Uh, it's like yeah, a little VTuber. He's playing video games. He's fine. I think. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, this age as well. Yeah, don't don't be too quick to defend people you don't know. Well, but it yeah, seems no. okay. I from once I from the minute I talked to him, he seemed fine, and I will retract that statement of something. He does something bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cut this out, please, or don't. Whatever's funnier. I'm I'm look. What you said <laughs> is innocent enough. You're just you're giving a first impression on somebody. If someone's coming back to this with future knowledge and goes oof after they hear that, like, yeah. hey, you you know we don't. So anyway, you have us at a disadvantage. The point is, there's a bunch of skeleton VTubers, and um, like again, I'm a like it's like the same thing. Hey, you're an animator. It's like hey, you're a VTuber. Like sure, why not? I'm just accepting things. That people are like assigning to me, I'm like yeah, sure, I'm this. 
I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Honestly, that that I'm fascinated that there's like that dedicated of a group of specifically skeleton themed VTubers getting together. That's really funny to me. It's just like. Man, I thought I was really original with like, man, I'm going to make my guy a skeleton. No one's ever done that. Turns out I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud. No, it just, it, it turns out like you have a large family that you didn't know you had. And that's totally fine. You know, when we think, when you think about it, everyone has a skeleton inside them. So maybe we're all family. Yeah. Makes you think. <laughs> I don't want to think that hard. Uh, I actually want, uh, let, let's pivot back pivot. to some of the mechanical stuff yes. that uh, we were we were discussing. Because uh, I'm enjoying this conversation, but we are just sort of like, we've let go of the reins and we're letting the horses you ride gotta, freely. You embrace the chaos, Shane. You gotta, but you know what? Let's embrace it back to mechanics. Shane, Shane can we get back on topic, I, please? No, Shane, I, yes, let's get back yes, on topic. We, I would like to. <laughs> I would like to talk about some of the changes you made to the druid spells uh-huh. that i think are are really good mm-hmm. um i i actually copied a lot of these down because i'm like ooh, i'm gonna do that in my games good uh, i i recently played in a game where i had a bunch of druids using many of these spells and i was like these are kind of underwhelming and now mm-hmm. your your fixes i feel like would make these i mean obviously available to both player and enemies uh but yes. like bark skin for example no oh concentration that makes perfect sense it's it's That's just like, it's just mage armor. Why are we why are we treating it like it's more than that? <laughs> well, it's and it's only an hour, and it's a second level spell. I mean, dark vision is eight hours at second level spell. Yeah, it doesn't get. It only gives you the you know dark vision trait and not a mechanical AC bonus. But like mm-hmm. sixteen is decent and not amazing. It is good. It is a good AC to have, just like for anybody. Uh, at that level, and because. <laughs> Right, and because Barkskin is not... I, I don't actually recall if that's on the wizard spell list, but I, from what I understand, it's, it's like a ranger... Yeah, it's like ranger druid yeah, exclusively. Yeah, And I think nature cleric. And nature clerics get... You know, some specific subclasses might get access to it. Nature but. cleric getting Barkskin is fucking stupid because they get heavy armor. And it's like, oh, it's for your animal companions. All the animal companions you don't fucking have or can't summon with that yeah, subclass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's its own bag of worms. But I just... I think that, like, I never... You know what else? I, I don't know if you went over it. I didn't see you go over this in, in another video, but like, so there's bark skin. Uh, me, for those who don't want to look it up, it just means that you're uh, for an hour, you or whoever you touch can have a uh, resting AC of 16. It can't go lower than that because their skin turns to bark. And then that's it. Normally you have to concentrate on it, meaning if you get hit and you feel uh, your concentration check, if it's your spell or worse, if someone gave you bark skin and then they lose their concentration, you just lose your AC bonus. So yep. Having a no concentration means, you know, you can just have a little AC bonus and not have to... It still costs a second level slot. Like, that's not nothing, you know. That's three. You only get three of those. And then if you want to do it again, you have to use a higher level. And no one wants to use a third level slot on bark skin. Yeah, no, I would would even say, like, you should be able to choose if you want to give it to more people or if you want to, like, increase the AC by some amount. I'm not going to say a number now, but, like, you know... Uh, I cast a level fifth level spell slot. I get maybe this much more AC up, up, uh, or something like that. You know, yeah, like, you know I, make it I worth it. Kind of, I kind of like it where it's at. I don't want to be busted, yeah. but just like a better, better than mage armor, and it's a little shorter term. Meaning you have to really like wait. Do I want to spend a second level slot on bark skin? But hey, if you know you're going into a dangerous area and you've got, you know, you're gonna have an, at least an hour. 
you load it up, you know, you're prepping yourself. Like that's great. And if you have to prep someone else, you could do that too. It can be a buff, which is nice. Yeah. Um, that means you get multiple bark skins up at the same time. And that improves the survivability of your, see, that's great. That's why giving, getting rid of concentration is a good idea for that. That's any, a great fix. Yeah. Any spell that like you mainly cast on yourself that requires you, you, the person casting it to go into melee and then to lose that spell when you get hit with melee is stupid. Just don't well, do that. I no, but because there are some that I think make sense. Blur, that's balanced. That's disadvantage, fine. like on all incoming attacks. Like that's yeah, okay. You better be concentrating right. on that. If you get, if you actually get hit, then that's on you for not having a high enough AC or shielding. Yeah, that's fine. Like you have other ways of get not getting hit. Um, I feel like that makes sense. I just bark skin is very much not. The level of blur. Blur also, is yeah. crazy good. It's yeah. also underpowered. Like, just whatever. And, like, mirror image exists. I don't know. Like, I you shouldn't compare, uh, like, a spell from a different spell list to, like, that. I, I think comparing spells from different classes is a little weird. It's got to be, like, a little... The utility is different. Yeah, utility is yeah. different. And, like, not everyone should be the same. And I think if they're, you know, actually having differences makes the game better. Um you know, let people be strong in one area, weak in another. Um, like, you know, shit like that. Um, but like one thing that is it, and like it goes further beyond just like, oh, we didn't encounter this. Like jump doesn't protect you from falling damage. Jump. You can literally jump as high as you like. You can jump three times higher. Meet the point where you will take fall damage and then get hurt. From a spell you cast on someone. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Why? It's just, it's dumb. Just like just you want to improve jump. First of all, don't make a concentration and just you don't take fall damage. It's fine. It's fine. I a jump here for me. I I like jump as it is, but it's it's a specific spell. You need to have a specific kind of character that uses it, and. I, I made another uh, one that I, I kind of ripped from Pathfinder. It's called, uh, or no, I ripped it from the S- Star Wars 5e. It's called Surging <laughs> Leap. It's uh, basically you just, you cast the spell and you move 30 feet in a direction. Mm-hmm. And if you are able to attach yourself to whatever is there or land safely, good. If not, you fall like normal. Right. But it means you just get like 30 feet of movement in any direction you need to move, you know. And that's nice. For a spell slot, that's pretty good. But it's a mm-hmm, one-time mm-hmm. thing, no concentration, instantaneous. Yeah, it's like jump, yeah, jump is different because it improves your natural jumping ability, but you have it for a minute and no concentration, which is still good, but different. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm fine with that. I just don't like when people jump in the air and then they just fucking break their legs. It's just like, why? Why would you do this to me, Druid? <laughs> you did this to me. My dancing career I didn't force you to jump. I didn't force you. You did this. You took this, Noah. You signed the waiver. I'm gonna play. Definitely play a caster who is like, "Hey, um, before I cast something, you need to sign this waiver." Uh, I I have another spell that I think needs a fix. Yeah, and I was wondering if we could fix it together. Oh, sure. So we we talked about bark skin. Bark skin. What about stone skin? Have you looked stone? at stone skin? What about, what about, what about let me stone let me skin? read it. Let me read it for you. Okay, this is a fourth what? level. Let's read some stone skin, you guys. This is a fourth level stone skin. Abjuration. It's an action to cast this. So already taking your action, 
Uh, it's touch, so it's not just you. You can mm-hmm. do it to somebody else. It requires as a material component diamond dust worth 100 gold pieces, and it consumes it, so you got to have 100 gold pieces worth of crushed diamond for every casting of this, so that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is concentration. Uh, that sucks, too, and it's up to an hour, so it's not even for a long time. It's like, you know, like bark skin level, which is not so fun. Um, it is on a lot of spell lists. It's on Artificer, Druid, Ranger, Sorcerer, and Wizard. However, and a lot more, even more subclass lists. And a lot of subclass lists. But the biggest issue I have, it says, this spell turns the flesh of a willing creature you touch as hard as stone. Until the spell ends, the target has resistance to non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. So for all of that, if someone has a magic weapon, you might as well just not cast this spell because you wasted a slot. Yep. Let's fix it. Shane, what how would you, you suggest? You know what? I don't know. Shane, I just can't think of how to fix it. How would you fix it, Shane? Uh, I think the first thing would be get rid of non-magical. Maybe make it like non-adamantine. That makes more sense to me. I, I just, yeah, get rid like, I'm gonna be real. I think the whole resistances in 5e are super fucked. It's just like, once, it, like, there are so many creatures like, I'm, aff- I'm only effect- affected by magical piercing slashing and bludgeoning right but then you know once you get a certain level and start getting magic items everyone has it so like why are we even doing this you know yeah. but like th- it's just just get rid of the non-magical it's le- it, you're have to be level eight to cast this you know what i mean you're gonna be fighting yeah. what like wyverns and shit or no or elementals they have magical stuff, so it's not like this will be relevant. What am I going to do? Like, go in yeah, and rob at this At this level, most of your enemies, like the ones that matter, are going to have magical attacks. So this doesn't actually protect you. That's why, I mean, fucking Blade Ward is stronger than Stone Skin. That's a cantrip. Mm. You get resistance to all oh, of those true. damage types. That is from true. From any attack. Like, yeah. So Stone Skin, right out the gate. If your skin's truly like stone, then if you and you're going to get resistance. Now, I do think having a, like not adamantine sources, because for one, adamantine is actually more rare than magical attacks. Like that is a more rare source of damage. Sure. Yeah. For one. And the whole point of adamantine is it cuts through pretty much anything, especially stone. So like if someone's got an adamantine axe called like fucking person splitter. Stone yeah, splitter. Your stone skin. Yeah. Stone splitter. Your stone skin ain't going to protect you. From that, because that's specifically made to cleave through shit that axes can't cleave through normally. Um, but non-magical, it's like, what's the point? I'd, I even, feel... I'd even go one step further. Like, I, I completely agree with that. Sure. Um, you know what else it should be? Uh, go through it. Pickaxes. Hmm. Right? Like, that's so specific. But, like, maybe you're in a mine and, like... You see a bunch of like rock elemental worshippers or whatever, and they cast stone skins like, oh, no, what do we do? Well, better use the things that are just lying around using your environment, stuff like that. And plus, you know, it's used to kill rocks. So I would say no, only because I know that that's a really creative way to do it. Uh, the thing is, pickaxes don't cleave through stone as easily as like an adamantine thing might like you yeah, still got to keep working at it. And like a pickaxe cleaving through, say, flesh over your like over stone it's gonna go through your flesh way easier that's so true. you should still have some measure of resistance against that that's true uh, even yeah i i guess like you know obviously 
if you're gonna fix the spell, get rid of the non-magical because just I don't. It's 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 pointless. It's just there to really make this bad. Um. Yeah. You know, I think uh, the like it's the fact that it's costs so much. Uh, it, it, like the fact that it costs so much being a hundred GP and it's concentration, um, and it's touch. I think does dampen it because you got to compare this to like spells like haste um or well no i guess this is a spell that druids have this and is, nature casters does do wizards have this uh wizards and sorcery it's it's very widely used right oh, so i actually sorcery, yeah. i like i like the idea that it, it costs a lot concentration for one uh, uh an expensive material that it consumes it's an action and it only lasts up to an hour um because wizards aren't supposed to be just getting resistances to no, physical no, no, damage. No. How are we supposed to kill our wizards with our big, you know, brawny like bad guys if they're just going to have resistance to our damage? Fuck that. But or if they really want like a fighter, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Exactly. But if they really, really wanted it, at least like get, give them the benefit of it can give you resistance to non-magical as well, you know, or magical as well. I mean, I, I think I think if you're going to. Yeah, Absolutely. I think if you're going to do that, I would even go as far just get rid of the diamond, the, the gold cost. It's just don't I don't know if, you, if I'm going to be spending 100 gold, I better get my damn money's worth. And I'm not casting this every time for diamond dust, which, by the way, for 100 gold piece, pieces, you can bring someone back from the dead. Keep that in mind. This is mm. Stonekin literally is the literal cost of a human life. definitively definitively that's a good point yeah so like if i'm spending that i better get my dams money lord so i would say either give more benefits if you may it cost that much or get rid of the cost that's that's what i I would maybe you know what i might do instead of a I I like the idea that you're consuming something, you sprinkle this dust on your skin and then it creates like a like a stony surface. But yeah, maybe instead of diamond dust, it can be something a little cheaper and more unique. That's not diamond because diamonds are used for so many different things. It would be nice to have a different (laughs) gold dust. I I don't know. (laughs) I was like, gold's actually very malleable. It's not very difficult to... uh, uh, to what's it's not very hard is what tungsten <laughs> just hey do you know how heavy t- tungsten is like i think the heaviest metal it, on it's Earth? i think the densest uh, that it's or dense. lead one of the two it's it's one of those but it's heavy and so i just imagine this wizard this weak wizard carrying around this just block of tungsten powder just like eh, come over here i'm gonna put this on you and just hear like 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 hail hitting the fighter's armor you know, that gives me an idea for something else, though, like a tungsten based material component for a spell that like makes you heavy, almost like wearing the iron boots in The Legend of Zelda, like something that makes you have like basically you can't be knocked prone or some some cool shit like that. Yeah, you can't move. You could do that for like kind of like enlarge because, you know, you, you do get heavier with that spell or mm, like maybe, yeah. you know, you don't get knocked prone. Maybe you are better athletic checks. I'm just describing large again. Crap. Um, or like maybe, maybe like you can attack someone and when your attack's so heavy, like maybe it also goes to your weapon, like the heaviness and you pin them, like you can pin them with your weapon or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, that, that just was a thought that occurred to me. I'm like, that would be kind of a fun spell. Now, I feel like, 
another thing is that they're not there's not enough spells in this game like they've added a few here and there some very much needed ones uh like the summon something spells uh because you could basically flavor like summon aberration or summon fiend or something to like whatever you want that to be like the dm can take control of that if they wanted they could be like all right i'm gonna you're gonna summon what i want you to summon for story reasons or something like that but um with the like uh there's just a lack of like you said that like there's not a lot of like acid specific spells yeah there's not uh, a lot of uh, after a certain point, like, you know, after Shatter, there really isn't a lot of Thunder-type spells until you get to way later. I don't uh, even know what the other Thunder spells are, like Storm of Vengeance. A pa- destructive destructive Wave from the Paladin spell list. Again, level 17 Paladins yeah. can cast that. <laughs> cool. And half of it, only half of it's Thunder, the other half is Radiant, but... Yeah, uh, it's it's not great. Well, people, it knocks things prone, like, actually, and you can you can knock you can mold it around your friends so it doesn't affect your friends. It's like an area of effect that spares your allies and hits your enemies, knocks them prone on top of it, everything. And I mean, that's the beauty of like being able to like change damage types. I think, mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, like sorcerer can do that, uh, but like they're really they're I I'm not never gonna say no to more stuff. You know, that's yeah. we we love that. I um. I just think it does have to be like it can't just be yeah it's fireball but with thunder now it's like whatever like we have that with lightning bolt and that's whatever no one's picking mm-hmm. lightning bolt they're all picking fireball like it's I it's mean I, I picked lightning bolt because it was cooler you're but then you're I found a, a spell book. you're one of the real ones <laughs> but then I found a spell book with fireball and of course I took ah. it like, <laughs> um, there it is here's another thing I think uh, I would like to see and I'm, I'm gonna make my own version you know what, Shane? Uh, let's hear another thing. Let's, let's hear this let's other, hear another thing. Thing. Let's, yeah, guys, another thing. Let's hear another thing. Let's run this by you and see what you think. I'll so, run by me. Uh, hey, aren't you tired as a jish, uh, you know, magic fighter, <laughs> having you to me? always use a jish uh, or gish? I don't know how that's pronounced. I've only I've seen always it thought spelled. it was gish. Is it jish or gish? The jif or gif debate has not uh. arisen anew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aren't you tired of always having to cast Booming Blade or Green Flame Blade? And that's literally it. Don't you wish you had more offensive melee-based cantrips to choose from that would work with your abilities? I do. Well, how's this sound? What if we, uh, using Booming Blade and Green Flame Blade... Uh, we we created some variants of the same thing that swapped out the damage types were functionally the same otherwise, and then made a third one that had another two variants for their damage types. Interesting. For example, booming blade. The whole idea is you hit somebody, deals a little bit of thunder damage, and then if they move, uh, that they take extra thunder damage. What if we change it to cold and we call it the flash freeze blade? You were to hit them, they take some cold damage, and if they move, it. Ices up and uh, fucks them over. Right? <laughs> fucks Explo- them over. Basically exploding ice in their wounds. <laughs> like, that sounds like it could be the same spell with a different damage type. It kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. I think, you know, what you could do, you could have, like, a, maybe a level one spell. You whack them, and if they move, maybe 
they actually explode into ice and anyone near near them just also takes like some ice damage like ice dagger or wait something. they just they straight up die and explode to ice at level one spell no like, no 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 <laughs> like, the, ice, the ice on their body explodes but like ah. also i mean like if you want to look guys if you want to kill people just straight up insta kill <laughs> your characters with level one spells i mean you can i don't you agree can. with it but you can <laughs> Yeah, you do you what you want in your games, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's fun. Similarly, Green Flame Blade, uh, interesting, like the first version of it, you know, when you're below level five, doesn't even do extra damage to the thing you hit. It deals damage to someone next to the thing you hit. So I thought, well, if it's fire springing from your blade, which I hate that they call it Green Flame Blade. It could be any color. It should be like a multicolor flame blade or some. Yeah, it should be a cool color like, like orange. Rainbow, Rainbow <laughs> Flame Blade would sound so better because it could say in the spell, you choose the color. Why not? I right? think can I I think it's kind of fucked up. You would say that because I think you're really insulting all the listeners who are very much into barium. Because barium yeah, burns well, green. I think that's kind of fucked up. I think you should apologize. Yeah. Uh, you ain't going to get that here. Cancel me. <laughs> Do it. Um, barium thought, sucks. <laughs> what's what's always exchangeable with fire? Lightning. Jolting blade. That makes a lot of sense where you hit, mm-hmm. you hit and then it like lightning leaps to another person. That's a very similar type of idea and effect. And as it scales, you actually are doing more lightning damage to the person you hit. Mm-hmm. So that's great. But then I'm like, all right, but we've got two others. We've got poison and acid. They need some love. So I figured, why not make two variations, like Caustic Blade? And uh, I have Viper Blade written here, but I thought maybe that's not... That's kind of a silly name, maybe. I like the idea your sword just turns into a straight-up snake. Just a straight-up <laughs> battle snake. And just be like, like, can you... Ma- okay, fighting a guy, you need a sword? Okay, that's a little scary. Fighting a dude and his sword turns into a snake? Like, oh god, I'm fighting Moses. Like, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I... It's a Bible God. reference for for anyone. That who is a yeah. <laughs> don't, I don't know. Uh, That's what people I are into to, now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The people are into <laughs> Bible references now. That's what's cool in it, right? People love people on TikTok are going nuts for this Bible thing. Yeah, have you heard of this book called the Bible? It's actually pretty fire. I think uh, it, I think it's pronounced Bibli. <laughs> it's called the Bible. Um, the Bible. What do you think of Caustic Blade and Viper Blade, right? An, uh, an acid and uh, a poison-based melee cantrip. I haven't, I haven't, even, I haven't done nothing with this. What are your ideas when you first think of that? So is this just green? A, is this Green Flame Blade? But no, no, poison, it's it, not but, a risk. It's a third. We're making a third. We're making. One. Oh, we're doing this live right here, right we're now. We're doing it live. Yeah, oh, Shane, you're just just popping this on me. Ugh, didn't even have time to prepare. Where are my notes? Um, so. My uh, my immediate thought go if if my immediate thought goes to um, primal savagery, which is a D10 deals acid damage that druids get. So there is that for acid. But if you wanted to do specifically poison, it's a little tough just because poison's a little um, in 5e. I think, but I think maybe if you hit them, uh, you deal like a poison damage, like a normal poison would in a lot of video games. Um, you know, you stab them, right? And then maybe they just lingering damage unless they maybe... That's what I was thinking yeah. because it's hard. One, if you get acid on you, okay, good luck. That's going to keep burning and uh, reacting with your skin until you neutralize it. Um, and then with uh, with poison, again, that seeps into the body like through the skin and can cause like 
you know, damage that continues more than the initial attack. Do you know how Venom? Well, actually, no. Shane, we, well, Shane, we have to apologize. It shouldn't be called Poison Blade. It should be called Venomous Blade. Because poison's well, ingested, venom's injected. Unless you're forcing no, it down their throat, which no. would be a very interesting cantrip. Poison is anything that uh, is toxic. Like, it can be absorbed through the skin or inhaled. Like, poisonous is anything, but venom is specific to inject it. Is that true? Like, yes. Okay. Because a venom a venom can't, is harmless if it's... Uh, ingested uh, from basically, which is a very interesting real fact, like from any any venom from any snake, even ones like neurotoxin venoms versus like the hemoglobin, the ones that like fuck with your blood, the necrotic venoms, all of them, if you just, if you were to consume it and ingest it, it would not affect you because it wasn't injected into your bloodstream. Venom is specific in that it has to hit your bloodstream. Unless you have an you. ulcer and then, oh no. <laughs> Oh, no, then it's getting in your bloodstream. But yeah, that's yeah. Um, I didn't know. OK, well, I learned something. Did you have you ever seen the effects of venom on blood? It's terrifying. Uh, I have seen, it, yeah, it's terrifying. like so vipers, uh, they are from uh, they're a whole family of snakes and all of them have the same kind of venom, essentially, like rattlesnakes. All of it is is the blood one where you put it on blood and it creates this weird coagulated blob. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very bad if you get that yeah. in your Body. Yeah, if you get hit by, by bit by a snake, it's basically just like, oh, cool! I'm all my blood's gonna cause a roadblock in my veins. Very cool! I'm gonna die. Um, mm-hmm. So that's fun. It's not fun. The other, the <laughs> other version is the kind of venom that, like, uh, say, like a black mamba and other snakes of that family have, which are uh, neurotoxins. Those are yep. the ones that make it so you can't breathe anymore and you die of asphyxiation because you can no longer respirate. And I think that's what the cantrip should do. You should immediately start suffocating yes. and immediately yes. die. <laughs> yes. No, but but basically the idea here is, like, you mentioned Primal Savagery, but that is a, a melee spell attack. That is mm-hmm. its own thing. And I already liked the fix that you did where you add your spell casting modifier. I thought that made sense. Uh-huh. Um, but this is like Green Flame Blade and Booming Blade using a melee weapon oh, that you have, right? Oh, this a weapon? Oh, okay. Yes, I see. That's okay. why I have it ending in blade like the others. Like yeah, obviously, it can be a hammer or whatever. But yeah, I would say like maybe you hit someone with it, and then at the end of uh, each of your turns, they have to make a Constitution saving throw uh, to like see if they take damage, and they only stop taking damage when they make a successful save, right? Um, something like that, just like tick, 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 and then hmm. uh, I don't know, like maybe so. Stuff like that. Or like it'd be a cool way you can find a way to stack or something. I don't know. As well, yeah, that would just be a lot of upkeep. As a cantrip, yeah, I think yeah. having it one extra instance of, of that damage makes the most sense. But like mm-hmm. so Booming Blade does extra damage on a hit and does extra damage when they move, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's a lot. It's a big Booming Blade does a lot of thunder damage. Um so and then you've got uh, Green Flame Blade, which uh, doesn't do initial damage to the first thing, but can spread to things near it. So it's more Correct. of a splash damage type of situation. Mm-hmm. If we're doing lingering, maybe you don't they don't have to move. Maybe they just if they're hit, they take the extra damage, but make the damage die smaller because it's a guarantee. Yeah, like maybe maybe like a oh, like a ga- no save, just like a guarantee. I yeah, guess no that is a, that's that's in line with Green Flame Blade. And yeah, so like. It's interesting just because if it's if it's a guarantee and it's lingering, are you just like, is there no 
way to heal from it like are you just fucked like i got hit with this one thing i die now at the start of their the turn they they take that damage or something yeah so or basically me. their ally can do something to like maybe uh try to up their hit points in or the maybe, meantime, maybe or give them temporary hit points but maybe if there, you have a way to heal yourself it neurolo- it, it it gets rid of the poison or maybe if you take an action to do like a medicine check mm. you can get it out or something interesting oh what if uh, oh, okay i got this what if what <laughs> so like okay taking an action to take out poison doesn't make any fucking sense so what if <laughs> your your sword turns into a snake i i was kidding earlier i actually <laughs> mean it this time your sword turns into a snake and you whack him with the snake and the fucking fangs get lodged in your skin right and you have to use an action to pull them out to get rid of it, you know, like a medicine check or just like or just an action. You know what I mean? Then you couldn't attack again, though, because then your uh, weapons magically transformed and stuck in that in that way. No, 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 no. It's a magic snake. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Look, and listen, your blade will get shorter, but it's fine. It's fine. Just I, get another I one. I have an idea. Yeah, what's up? How about we could make Caustic Blade and Viper Blade or, or Poison Blade, whatever we could call that. We could make the damage actually higher than Booming Blade, but oh, oh, we do what you said. Give them the opportunity to stop that guaranteed damage the next turn. So basically, if they take the... So it could, instead of dealing extra damage, could rob them of action economy. Oh, geez. As a cantrip? Which would be uh, a very... As a cantrip, that's pretty good. Um, as a too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hesitant to rob action economy. With, I think there's a way we could make that work. I think I think you if you're robbing someone of their action economy or really putting a detriment on it, you have to um, you have to not make the damage too high. Um, it's always a balancing act, right? Like you have to really ask yourself when you're over here making these spells. You have to like look at the other spells and try and be on par with them because if you make something too powerful, everyone's going to choose the fucking super awesome thing that kills everyone in one hit. But if you make something too weak, no one's ever going to fucking pick it, right? So it's always about finding that middle ground and being, you know, reasonable. So I would say maybe like if you're robbing Action Economy a D4, but if you are just doing Booming Blade, like a better Booming Blade maybe make it like a fucking d12 and make it a con save you know what i mean just like yeah i I just read booming blade and green flame blade again and it turns out they actually do not do any guaranteed extra damage to the target of your hit Mm -hmm. it's just whatever your weapon does and then booming blade gives them the sheathing energy and if they move willingly it deals damage and then with green flame it deals damage to somebody else but only equal to the spellcasting ability until level five until level five when it does initial yeah. damage for both spells on the first target. So yeah. so this would have to be – it'd have to be the same. We'd have to make it so that it doesn't deal any extra damage uh, necessarily uh, right away to the uh, the target. But it would have to have some other benefit that's oh, different if, from the other if, two. Oh, man. What if it was like if you make – like, okay, we have – if you move, if you're near someone, what if you make an attack? If you make an attack roll against a creature – you take damage, right? Maybe something mm. like that. <laughs> just like, hey, dude, don't t- just don't attack me. You know, you don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Are you writing this down right now? Or is that the is that I'm you th- typing no, it in the I'm, I'm mulling it over. No, no, I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm just mulling it over here because there's uh, one of the things that frustrated me when I was playing a blade singer was that they're really like you basically are 
kind of pressured by the internet into taking Booming Blade and Green Flame Blade <laughs> by everybody because they're like, they don't control your character. Dude, it's more than Reddit. It's YouTube. It's everybody. They're like, you have to take these to be even uh, approachable to uh, good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I feel like there are different ways to play this. And I, I kind of d- didn't use them that much, like very often myself, because I... I'm sick of them. How many ways can you skin Booming Blade if it's always Thunder? Okay, Green Flame Blade could be Red Flame Blade. Cool. Ooh. Black Flame Blade. Look how edgy I am. Like, that's, that's cool, but it's also very one note. Mm. You know, compare that to, like, Shield. Shield, obviously super useful, but also can look like anything. Like, same with Magic Missile. Both of those can look like anything you want them to look like. They can be shaped in any way that makes sense for your character. Um, whereas, there's only so many ways you could reskin these blade attacks. So, if we right. were to make different uh, element versions of them, and then add like a third one for the other two, that had its own thing, that gave a little more variety, a little more choice to these characters, but wasn't broken. I don't know. I feel like it's called for. I think wizards it, drop the ball by only wizards, having two. Wizards, give Shane what he wants, please. Give me, he's give starving me over want. here for melee cantrip. Look at him. Look at him. He's skin and bones. Can't even lift his little wizard staff off the ground. Um, it's actually very serendipitous that you said that. Actually, the ne- the next video I'm going to release, which is how to rebalance druids, um, mm. actually includes a melee cantrip for. Uh, for um spore druids so look forward to that and you could absolutely put it to whatever fuck i only meant it to be like for druids and rangers but you could absolutely put it to didn't, uh, wizards if didn't you, you already rebalance the or buff it was how to buff druids is that what you released no i did how to buff druid some druid spells to, i forget what it was called i, I buffed some druid spells I'm doing yeah druids yeah, next. that's what you did okay i'm doing the whole druid all the druid subclasses Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's <sighs> oh, so much writing. It's so much writing. A lot of writing. I, I mean, I, I've, I've borrowed a lot of what, what you said. I have so much that I want to change that I, there's a, I'm at a point now where I'm like, I should just write a PDF. I, dude, and, hey, you could join and just, me and have a 54 page long PDF of all the changes you have in D&D. <laughs> I would hope that it wouldn't be that long. <laughs> yeah, so did I. <laughs> Oof. Um, it's rough man but uh, speaking of uh, taking longer than anticipated we are actually going well past an hour even after our little interruption sorry about um, that in the, in the middle oh no worries so I'm I'm wondering if uh, you would like to maybe share with us a fun anecdote or story uh, from anecdote. your from your games. From my games. From my games? Well, yeah. Shane, you're really springing this up on me. Well, but you know what? I'll do it. For the people. Um, funny. To, well, so I... Well, there's only one way to start a good story. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I will definitely keep that in. Please do. Um, so I... I recently finished a five-year-long campaign that went from level nine to level 20. Um, and I it, it was... No one ever tells you when you finish these campaigns about 
like the sadness the day after it's like it's over like yeah everything can go well Ugh. everything can go right it's just like hey there was a happy ending and you just walk away from it, it's like we'll never see those characters again <laughs> or or yeah or worse yet you come on to game day like and it's like well, i don't play anton Braun mondays anymore nope. it's over no you don't no, it's just it's so sad. And even if you do, even if the DM takes that PC is now an NPC in your next campaign, it's not the same. Time has passed and you're just you're not going to bring the same performance that they did. It's not the same. You know, this is hitting on something <laughs> extremely near and dear to my heart. It's actually causing an emotional reaction. In it's, me it's, it's real. For it's real. a real thing. It's a, like it's a somber thing. You spend so much time with this project that you and your friends make and then you just have to say goodbye to it. And it's just like, well, uh, it's sad. All right. All right. All right. So so now that we've thoroughly uh, we've warmed up our audience with a depressing truth, let's 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 bring them back so in. Bring, all right. Cool so let's talk about a stupid dinosaur. Um, there was this. I liked. We have a lot of wild magic in our game, and one of the wild magic effects that happened was a velociraptor just spawned in. Um, <laughs> the gang adopted it, and the druid awakened it. And I thought this would just be a funny goof. Turns out that fucking velociraptor survived for two years, even to the end game. So what happened was essentially they awakened this Velociraptor and they named him Branch, right? And <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah. And so we buffed Awaken because we just thought like, oh, fuck it. Let's just give him a bunch of shit. Like they get a free <laughs> knowledge, uh, like intelligence proficiency because why the fuck not? We'll randomly roll it. And... Uh, branch. They they we constantly like tried to make branch viable in combat, and thank God for like the uh, I think it's the Tasha's uh companion rule because we ended up using that and it was really good. So he's going along fighting them, and eventually, for some fucking reason that I'm not gonna get into, they had to go to the land of the dead. They had to go to basically heaven for hunters and beasts, and. The one fucking rule there is we hate invaders and we hate traitors because a wolf god rules. And why the fuck wouldn't they want that? They hate those people. Um, they're all about unity and shit. Um, and so they travel through this land of the dead where all these beasts are constantly hunting them because it's just like what they do. You're in a hunting ground. You're this. You are the prey. Everyone's the prey. So you're constantly going through that shit. And um, the druids like. All right, gang, I have an idea how we can blend in. I'll cast animal shapes. What I didn't tell them is when you're in this land of the dead, I, uh, I believe I called it Jaegerland, Hunterland. I'm very creative. Um, <laughs> when you're in this land of the dead, when you change shape, you stay that shape forever. <laughs> Ooh. So they all changed into winter wolves, which I'm going to end. It's a beast. Fight me. Um, please fight me by uh, angrily commenting <laughs> at Shane in the comments. Um. <laughs> nice. Also, I just a quick aside. I know you said Jaegerland isn't that great of a name, but literally in the uh, 5e cosmology, there is a place called the Beastlands. You're not that far off from the real thing. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So I, look, I just read a little bit of German. I'm like, ah. 
now I'm better than you, 5e. <laughs> so um, they're, they, they're going through this and they all get changed into fucking winter wolves. And they're like, okay, well, this sucks. And eventually this druid has to like talk down this velociraptor who's now a fucking winter wolf and he's a winter wolf. And they're all just like, you know what? Hey, man, thanks for like walking me through this. I was really stressed out. And the velociraptor was like born about a week ago in this timeline. And so he's afraid he's going to fucking die. And this druid is just walking him through it because he awakened him. He's like, dude, I'm not going to let anything fucking ha- happen to you. Not a, not in my chance. Like, I'd rather die than let anything happen to you. Right. Aww. And so they're constantly going and like the druid is just teaching them like how to live. He's like, hey, what's this? What's this? And it's like like teaching him morality. And he's looking up to them as a father figure. And at a certain point, they figure out that in this, the fucking shit is not going well in the land of the dead here because people aren't like responding because you're supposed to like get killed and you get respond and you go hunt again. But what they're doing is they're collecting all these animals and they're just this fucking shitty ass demigod is just eating them and then casting regenerate on them so he doesn't have to hunt for them and just keeping them imprisoned, wow. which is just fucking bad it's, it's hell it's hell uh, yeah, yeah that's not that's not good yeah imagine they were doing a prometheus to you that would suck you know yeah yeah that would i've never seen that movie but that would yeah, no, 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 yeah. no prometheus like the greek legend where they constant eagle constantly eats oh, your liver only to regenerate oh actual prometheus which actual i do know prometheus. yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> i don't know why i assumed it was the movie no 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 i haven't seen that movie i heard his dog shit anyway um so basically yeah it's bad and they're like okay well we'll deal with this after oh to cross the bridge to where we get to we need to to defeat him fucking okay i guess we're dealing with this then and so they're basically going to fucking war with a demigod who is the son of the person who rules this place so they're like don't we have to ask that guy for a favor the person who rules this place jaegerland yep okay we'll see how this fucking goes um so they eventually go into war with him, and it comes to a point where a dragon falls into a bridge. It's not important. And the party gets split up. There are two different sides of this bridge. Uh, one side of the bridge is the druid and branch. And it's not looking good. They're basically fighting Sif and this demigod, this wolf demigod thing. And the druid is kind of shocked because they cast dominate beast on branch. He's a fucking beast. Oh, no. And it starts attacking him and the druid's really low on hit points. So he has an option. He can either disengage and run away or he can cast a spell magic to save his friend and then take the attack of opportunity and hope he get, doesn't get hit. It was a guaranteed thing. If he disengaged, he would have got away free. He took Dispel Magic to save his friend. This is what a player chose. He chose the life of an NPC over the life of his character. And what happened? He tried to run away and he got his a sword just shoved through his chest. And he died. And Branch lived. 
He chose a fucking NPC over himself. That is the fucking best storytelling. And it was all in fucking combat. It's so... Anyway, so... Branch fucking lives. They win the battle. Yada, yada, yada. And they have to fucking bury their friend. And Branch is so fucking... He knew this guy. He was like his father. They knew him for a week. And he awoken him. He showed him all these wonders of the world. All the horrors. And tried to like help him through it and he doesn't have that anymore he's just an idiot barbarian and a fucking know-it-all rogue who's kind of a fucking asshole <laughs> so they're all mourning him and obviously because this is D, as soon as someone dies you know someone else is gonna waddle up oh hey what are you guys doing i might as well join you because that's a fucking D D works yeah that's that's just how it works that's yep. just that's just how we just need to accept it it's just like it doesn't matter what the story is it's like oh hey but well you know you just gotta accept it um and so the, the druid player is now playing a bard and he's a fucking drunkard. So he's showing up. He's like peeing on the tree behind where they buried him. They're like, oh, hey. So everyone fucking hates him, especially Branch. He fucking hates this dude. Fuck this guy. Fuck you. You were dishonoring the memory of my friend. You're a piece of shit. And this player who went for being a father figure to this guy is now the most hated person by him. And I'm telling this dude to his face, fuck you. I hope you die. And his son is saying that. And it hit kind of fucking different. So mm-hmm. all this is happening. And eventually the f- they like get to like, all right, we're at Heaven's Gate. We're no wait, maybe not Heaven's Gate. Eh. Oh, eh. No, no, no. Oh god, yeah, now let's all drink this Kool-Aid. No. Um The Gate of Heaven. The Gate of Heaven, yes. Basically, they're where they need to go to like this castle where the gods are. And uh-oh, who pops out but the fucking torturer of this world? Because, oh, by the way, did I mention there's a hell to this place? And they fucking get kidnapped. Branch gets kidnapped. By a fucking black dragon who loves to torture people. He's literally there to torture all the fucking sinners there. And so they could have chose. All right, let's just get our goal done. Fuck this NPC. They had victory in their hands. They went back to get the fucking Velociraptor and fight a black ancient black dragon. An ancient black dragon in his lair. For all those who are unaware. It's a big fucking deal. Yeah. And they fucking save him. And so much more shit like that fucking happens. And eventually. The fucking bard wins the love of Branch to the point where they fucking team up in the prologue to save their (laughs) old master from the fucking Jaegerland shit. Oh, that's cool. I like that. And fucking. It's it's just it's just they spent so much just say they put so much into this NPC. They loved this NPC. And it was just I didn't even fucking plan it. There was no intention. It was a wild magical. I didn't plan for fucking Branch to be this whole character. His whole thing was he just like jerky. That was it. But he grew into so much more. He grew into this character that they loved and would do anything for to the point where he was not just a fucking NPC. He was a character in the story and a key character in the story. So that's Branch. I thank you for telling us the saga of Branch. I honestly, those organic moments of like an NPC that wasn't important 
In fact, it wasn't even preconceived by you. They, you know, wild magicked in a, a Velociraptor and then made it an NPC with Awaken. And you just had to kind of roll with that. Uh, and I don't know. There's something about loyalty to that that's really endearing. It's peak um, D&D, man. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 also it speaks to the kind of curse that some DMs face where they have an important quest NPC and they really need the party <laughs> to care about them and the party just doesn't give a shit or they find them annoying. In fact, they don't like them uh, and won't do what they say, won't cooperate or they'll even kill a murder hobo in the way. Um, yeah. You kind of uh, th- there's an art to this. There's an art to making someone a likable PC, and it often has to do with uh, something really make something really cool about them. You know, if they just are normal McGee, that's not that great. But if they have like a cool fucking quirk, not not anything obnoxious, but like in this case, Branch was a f- talking Velociraptor. That's the coolest shit ever. That'll, that'll right? do it. Like, and, and this is like. This is D&D Velociraptor. This, he was tiny. He was the size of a turkey. And he fought, helped fight God. I, and like, honestly, can just have the most normal personality. But the fact that he is a talking Velociraptor is enough, right? Yeah. Uh, if you have a quest NPC that you think is maybe a little bit too normal, a little too mundane, like give them some sort of quirk that makes them interesting and likable. Just just on the face of it, a gimmick, you know, uh, and then and make it natural. Just don't make them annoying. That's the worst thing you could do. If you make them annoying uh, or needy, like it's going to. They're not going to be able to endear themselves to the players and the players will be like, Ugh, yeah. And okay. honestly, if you find that people are aren't drawn to this NPC that is the quest giver or whatever, like. And they are somehow attracted to a stupid baker that they want to bring on their adventures lean into it you know maybe that guy is the quest giver maybe the guy who just bakes bread for a living is like actually this is my side gig i'm also a prince you know whatever fuck it yeah or have them have them know a guy i mean if there's the baker people come into this people come into that bakery maybe they overheard something right like you can always twist something to be in your favor as the dm to like allow for your plot line to be progressed without it feeling like railroading you oh know what I mean? steven the baker oh that's his new name his old name was steven the dragon slayer right like you could do so <laughs> much with it like yeah, give him a yeah. fucking backstory why not and that's that's an example but like there's a, there's going to be a a lot of opportunities and a lot of moments that are just going to happen where there is a say uh an intelligent monster, for example, an intelligent enemy that um, your party decides to spare. Like they don't want to kill. They want to either press for information or maybe they want to turn them to their side. You can make that happen. It doesn't have to be uh, they're always just straight up evil or opposed. Like I, I just played recently in a game. Um, it's a it's Pathfinder, but it's the same principle. I'm a, I follow a god of ghouls. Uh, as this as this character and we're walking through the shadow plane um, to get to another place on the material plane faster it's like shadow walk type ability and while nice. we're on this plane we're attacked by a variant of ghouls in pathfinder called the Lengul. now my god 
is the patron of regular ghouls. Leng ghouls have a different god, and they don't follow my god. They think my god is like a usurper or just like a, a false patron at, at worst. I'm the usurper, motherfucker. You just added Len to your name and then called it a day. Uh, fuck you, I'm the original. You're just diet ghoul. Well, <laughs> well... Leng is a place, and these are ghouls from Leng, whereas normal ghouls are from Galarian. So to them, they're called Galarian ghouls, and they're just ghouls. I think it's pronounced Ghoularian. <laughs> I actually like that. That's fun. I like that. Um, That's but in, in any case, we defeated uh, them. But I was able to use like my necromancy to like bind them in place and like not kill them outright, but like negotiate with them. And I could talk in like the language of the dead. And uh, as a cleric of my god, I was like, "You follow this god, right?" But uh, I basically did some. Uh, some negotiation here like your god is trying to like end the world that includes you and they like he's using you he doesn't care about you you might not like my god you might think my god is like new to the game but at least my god gives a shit like my god actually cares about your well-being and wants ghoul society to actually like be uplifted and i was able to successfully convince this like lengul like maybe you have you're talking sense here mister maybe we'll go back to our society and We'll we'll start you know start changing, changing. Basically, I planted the seeds of revolution in this like aberrant ghoul society, and I'm hoping that these uh, seeds bear fruit for us in the end game. I really like how the seeds of your revolution were just like, hey, maybe like don't willingly kill yourself. Have you considered that? Like, hmm, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> Well, they well no, they didn't know that that was the plan. We had uh, we were privy to information that they were not. They were just blindly following what their god was telling them to do. But I'm like, your god's working with like Rovagug, the rough beast, the ender of all worlds in creation. That includes you. Um, maybe don't do that. He might be the guy that created you, but I, like I don't give a shit how that happened. But at least my god cares about you. Like. You don't have to follow this old guy. You could follow the better guy. Hear me out. Do you want to follow David or cool David? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but cool anyway. Cool ghoul. Uh, cool ghoul. A cool, cool ghoul. That's who oh, I want. You want to <laughs> follow the rule of cool ghoul. You are giving me ideas. I'm so glad I had you on today. Are, are, these are bad ideas, but take them if you wish. That, no, no, no such thing. Uh, well, no, that's not true. Um, but I just, hey, we're reaching the end of the podcast. I want to thank you for agreeing to come on me? and shoot the shit with me. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Wait, this is a podcast? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> wait, were we supposed to be recording? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you imagine after all that? I think if you'd you, end the call if you right actually, now. <laughs> if you actually weren't recording this whole time, I would still have a backup, but I would be... I'd be a little upset that you lied to me the whole time. <laughs> Just to fuck I'd be with a little you. upset. Yeah. Like, we had a huge break uh, for you to, like, fix your crash program just for you to be like, yeah, that never happened. I was just fucking with you. Like, I'm never having you on again. <laughs> I I hope I wish the worst of you, friend. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you for coming on. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, can you tell everybody where they can find you if they want to find your awesome, awesome content? Yeah, um, just look up uh, Bone Wizard on YouTube, um, and you'll find me there. I make a bunch of fucking stuff about D&D and how to rebalance it. I'm also on um, the underscore bone underscore wizard on uh, uh, Twitch. 
And I'm also on Twitter. I don't post a lot, but I'm there if you want it. It's just at Wizardbone, because Bone Wizard was taking Wizardbone. <laughs> Wizardbone sounds much more dirty than Bone Wizard somehow. You know, you gotta take what you can get. I have take mine as like Cool Boy Beebles instead of Cool Boy Shane. Because <laughs> cool someone has Beebles. Cool Boy Shane. I thought, you know, when I before uh, my, my channel came out, I thought I'd be Cool Boy Beebles. And then I was like, you that sounds dumb. absolutely <laughs> read your channel to Cool <laughs> no, Boy Beebles. No, never. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank and you. thank you for being on. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Shane.